Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome back to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I've got an amazing guest today. Uh, she's a coaching client of mine. She's a friend, and she is a top real estate agent here in the Kingwood, Ambulatacita area, also serving the greater Houston area. It's Bobby Callahan, Spain, team leader of the Callahan Real Estate Group, brokered by Keller Williams Realty Northeast. How are you doing today, Bobby? I'm doing great. Thanks. Bobby, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. We've, we've known each other for a long time. Um, you know, a little background from my experience with you is you came from the teaching um, area to becoming a real estate agent. And I remember you telling me, hey, if I could make some decent money in the summer, I just won't go back. And <laughs> you did. <laughs> and you never looked back. No. And you grew, you've grown an amazing business over the years. And um, you're very respected here in the community. So I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, today's topic is going to be kind of a niche within the real estate industry. I get a lot of questions about, and that's um, investing in real estate. And we're going to talk a little bit today about short-term rental and long-term rentals, which you've you've done both. Uh, Bobby, tell us a little bit about what's happening in your in your business within that niche. Well, so it's you know I started out doing investment real estate, I like to say before Chip and Joanna made it cool. <laughs> um, I uh, started flipping homes when I was in my 20s. And, um, and so that was kind of a, a big thing for a while. And what, what we've come to see um, is that while that there is money to be made in flipping, it, it, that is all very market specific and depends on what's going on in the market. And what I've seen and what many people have since found is that there's a lot more uh, income to be made in rental. It's longer term. It doesn't have the um, tax hit like you take with a flip. And um, it, it becomes a source of, of, of passive income that's just there. Yeah. And and I want my audience to know when I bring somebody on the show, they're 100% qualified to talk talk on this subject <laughs> because not only do they have knowledge in this area, but they're actually practicing what they preach. Bobby, tell us a little bit about um, your journey and the investment side as of late. Okay, so um, I bought my first home that was going to be a rental um, about seven years ago. And that home has always been a long-term rental, meaning um, a vacant home where somebody's staying a year or more. And um, that was uh, that it was and has been a, a great um, decision that I made. Um, then I bought another home, um, and actually. It was actually after the flood here, and um, I remodeled that home, and I bought it with the with the intention of doing executive rental um, or long term rental, and that one uh, has been excellent. 
because of the area that it's in, it I knew that it would have um, a really good rental income. And then um, I bought another one just last year. And that one I had decided, and I was specifically looking for a property that could be a short-term rental. And because one of the things that has been said over and over in, in our Keller Williams office, or just, just from hearing in the public, there w- there's just such a high demand for short term. Um, we've had uh, inventory shortage on, on resale. So people uh, are moving here and Houston is one of the top areas for people moving in. And many of them come out to the Kingwood area. Um, and they can't find a home. So they're needing something short term, um, whether it be one month, three months, six months, it, you know, staying in a hotel that long is, is not, people don't like that. So, yep. Right. And so there's, there are very few short term rentals. And so the demand is high and um, it, it's, it's weekly. We would hear in the office, somebody needing short term. And, um, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do this and, and see how it goes. I knew two other people doing it that were staying completely booked almost all the time. And, um, so I just decided to, to give it a shot. Worst case scenario, I thought it'll go back to a long-term. Yeah. So you evaluated the market, you had an understanding of a specific need that could be met. And right. you solved that solution and also made an investment in yourself by typically what you'd buy as a, as a long-term rental, you turn it into a short-term rental. And right. how, how often is it empty? So uh, not very often. Um, I was looking at our percentages. So last year um, is when it started, this particular one. And it had um, it was it, it was in the last quarter is when it actually started renting. There were only five days vacant. Well, you have to have vacant days because that's when it's cleaned, you know, in between um, in between guests. So it had a ninety five percent occupancy rate. That is not typical, and it was in the last quarter. So that is a big holiday season. So um, it. it it has a higher occupancy rate during that quarter. So now, you, for, I'm sorry. Um, so you you had mentioned about the the area Kingwood. If you're not from the mm-hmm. Houston area, is up on the northeast Houston or northeast side of town, above Lake Houston, right. and it's a suburb of Houston. Right. And a lot of people would think, well, these short terms would do better in Galveston or some of these vacation right. destinations. Like, how did you choose this market? Why did you choose Kingwood. Well, the, the main reason was because I knew that I knew of the need. Now, here here's the thing: if if you don't know, you know that if you're not in real estate and don't hear in the office constantly how it's needed, one thing that makes this particular area so good, um, as well as any any that are surrounding the major airport, the major airport is just is minutes from here. So um, that's a huge thing to consider. We're also, you know, around 20 miles from downtown Houston. Um, So that's another thing. We're not a vacation destination. And so that's what people, they have said to me over and over, how does, how are you getting people? Well, 
so it's not for vacation. People don't come to Kingwood to vacation. They, they come for many other reasons though. So we have people that are um, in between homes. We have traveling nurses that come to work in the medical center um, or one of the local hospitals. We've had several of that. We have, we have insurance situations where somebody has a pipe bust and insurance companies look for them places like, like my house. Um, we've got people that come in for all kinds of competitions, sports, the kids, their kids are traveling, you know, for baseball, gymnastics, swimming, you name it. it. They're coming in for competitions. They come in for weddings, big birthday celebrations. Um, I've had people, I mean, you just name it. it it's just something because people, it's such a big city. People are coming here a lot for things. And so they, they come in for medical treatment for, from the med center just a lot of reasons. And, um, and so they choose this because one, we're not, we're not near as expensive as hotel rooms, um, especially if they're bringing their whole family. And that's what the, the big push in short-term rentals has been is because people like traveling with, with a large group, especially if they're coming in for things like that. And so we're a house can sleep so many more people than a hotel room. You have to end up getting more than one hotel room and that cost adds up really fast. So um, having a whole house, being able to cook, having a garage, things like that, uh, just make it so appealing. I haven't stayed in a hotel in I don't know how long unless I leave the country. Otherwise I stay in Airbnb personally. So it, it makes a difference um, where the house is located. We're located very close to the freeway and then major things that are around us. And that's why we get people. And one, and I think the benefit, one of the benefits is to not being a vacation destination. When, if the economy is taking a dip, say a recession is coming or, you know, prices of gas go up, things like that, that's happened. Um, one of the first things people give up are vacations. So, um, but they still have to travel for work. They still have to, they're still going to take their kids to their competitions. Um, they're going to come in for weddings or celebrations. Um, and so we don't have uh, the seasonal uh, vacancies like some vacation destinations would have. So you shared a, a really interesting statistic. I, I had not heard this about the amount of money uh, generated by these short-term rentals in the Houston area. Can you share that number right. with the audience? Right. So um, Houston is one of the top 50 cities for short-term rental in the country. And just in Airbnb alone, Houston brought in $72 million last year. Just Airbnb, not to mention all the others. That's amazing. And, right. and so, you know, I, I think a lot of times we have this misconception that it does need to be at a, a resort des type destination, a getaway, and really it's serving people with more practical needs. Right, right. And, um, and so, you know, depending on where, where the property is, that is what dictates whether it should be short term or whether it should be long term. Um, there's no one size fits all. And then, um, you know, vacation destinations are also good, especially if you want to use that place. So if, if you're close to a beach and you want a beach house, 
um, it's an excellent way to have it pay for itself. And then you also get to use it. That's a great idea. That's, that's something I've thought about with our, our rental. We have a long-term rental with uh, mm -hmm. four different units in Galveston. And if one ever came available, right. you know, that might be an opportunity for us down the road to say, you know what, we're going to hold that one. Right. And we're going to use that for ourselves and maybe some short-term rental as well. Mm -hmm. um, what's the biggest mistake people make? You know, they, they, one day they wake up and they're like, you know, I hear all this stuff about real estate and I'm just, I know that's where I need to put my money. And they just go out and try to figure this thing out on their own. What, what's the mistake they make? So what I see, uh, I've seen quite a bit is they, they get a very, um, uh, bad, uh, I should say not bad, but um, the big misconception is it looks like it looks on TV and um, the market that you live in very is most likely not like the ones that we see on TV. They think they can buy something, put whatever into it, and they'll get it out. And that's just not real life, um, especially in our area. And so when they think that there's a that there's a good price on a house. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I get phone calls saying, what about this one? What about this one? And, and I say, no, 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 it, because they don't know what the market is really doing. They need, the biggest mistake people make is not using somebody that is a, a market expert where they're looking. And I mean, not just a little bit, but really knows the market. They know every neighborhood. They know what um, the values are in each neighborhood and can guide them in whether the house should be a flip, whether it should be a long-term, whether it could be a short-term, and where they're going to make their money the best. Um, they can also guide them in what if, if there needs to be some renovation, the max they need to spend. Um, Every neighborhood has a ceiling uh, of the top amount that the house is going to get. And so if they don't know that and they go into it uh, blindly, they can really have a bad outcome. And it's, it's, it's just not necessary with a buyer. Uh, a buyer has no expenses for a realtor. And so th there's no harm in finding the best one you can. And they're going to be the ones that know this process and know how to guide you. Yeah, and I think that's really important, um, understanding that in 99.9% .9 of all real estate transactions that are agent represented is that the buyer is not paying for the commission, the, the seller is. That's right. And and I think the other thing that's important is there's like 1.2 million realtors, too many, um, in my opinion. And, and there's <laughs> going to be... There's going to be a certain amount that are really, they really key in their craft and they really understand the market as Bobby was saying. And I think, you know, not just being a real estate agent, yet also like Bobby having the experience of personally doing it, you know, having the, the experience of flipping, having the experience of, of rentals and short-term and long-term, because that's going to be additional information and knowledge that can be passed along to help the buyer make the best decision possible for them and their investment. That's absolutely true. If if they don't, we see, I see all the time when when we're called out on houses to list where they're on the worst streets or just these areas you would never, and I say worst streets for traffic and, and whatever, just hard to resale. And I always ask, how did you 
end up in this house and they will tell you it's, it's an out of area realtor or it's, you know, their cousin that just got their license and they just don't have the experience yet um, in the market. If they don't do investment, um, that would be something I would highly consider because there is so much more into it than, than what you see on TV. There's a lot more to it. And it's not as easy as it looks as far as renovating and things like that. Having a, a realtor that actually does it, um, like for me, I have my own crews. And so I pass those on to my clients and um, they're tried and true. The, their, their quality is good. Their prices are good. And um, it's a benefit all the way around. Yeah, that's huge. I know I, I had... I, I can have my crew established for my investment property and somebody I've worked with for like 14 years. And so I know that when I put him on the property or on the job, he's going to show up on time. He's going to do the high quality work. Right. He's going to be, he's going to be nice with my other tenants on the property mm -hmm. and it's all going to come out kumbaya. Right. Uh, but that, that takes, there's a process to setting that up. And when somebody comes to you, that's kind of part of the package that they get. And so they're right. not having to go out and find all this additional stuff that maybe they just didn't think of. Absolutely. And, and if they don't have, you know, electricians or they don't have, you know, um, a handyman that can do some repairs or good, good tile guy, you know, they, if they're not experienced in renovation, which most people aren't, even if they've had tile put in their home, they, they still, when you're dealing with a renovation, there's, there's absolute order that, that these things should go in and they end up spending more than they should because they don't, they've never done it, you know? And so having somebody that's done it and can guide them. Um, and, and that's what I do with my people. I, I help them all the way through it. And um, that's just. A, yeah, a the, the other thing is that, you know, you get somebody that says, Oh, I can get this done in two weeks. And then yeah. a month and a half later, as right. you have no rental income coming in, you're right. like, okay, what do I, what do I do now? Right. Absolutely. And um, when you have a crew established, you know, they're always put, you're always priority. I never have to worry about when I'm going to get my painter. He will, he will drop everything uh, pretty much <laughs> because he likes me to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about relationships. It what is. Another, you know, another mistake that, and we talked about this before we yeah. got on call was, you know, not, you're thinking you know everything and you step into one of these and you've got all these other things that you don't think about. And you, it's like, you could have just hired a property manager to, to handle that. Tell, tell me a little right. bit about what a property manager does. So the reason for somebody to have a property manager um, would be, you know, with a, let me talk about with a long-term versus a short-term with a long-term there's, there's not, it's, it's pretty passive. Uh, there's very little you've got to do while you have the tenants in there. Um, they're responsible for just about everything. If something major happens, then then you're going to have to deal with it. But that's not often, thank God, at least in my experience. And uh, where with a short term, you have a lot more dealings because you're turning guests over. And so if somebody gets into this and... Um, thinks that it's going to be as passive as long-term, that's going to be a big mistake for them. If they don't have the time to 
um, deal with this property, to deal with the guests, the communication. Because when you do short term, what you have to understand is that you're now in the hospitality business. This is a business. This isn't something that you can just, you know, devote a few minutes to a week and it's just no, no problem. This is, it is a business and you're being rated by people They're, you know, you're wanting to stand out as being better than a hotel to come to. So you're, you, in long term one doesn't really think of about being uh, being in hospitality, but in short term, that is what you think. And so you want the guest's experience to be as good as it possibly can. And so um, otherwise, they're not going to stay with you. They're going to leave bad reviews. People are going to see that. So if somebody does not have the time to do all of the things that need to be done, then they need to have a property manager. And then that would also need to be figured into the expense and whether this was going to be viable for them. You know, a long-term rental, if you have a property manager is, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15%. Short-term rental property management can go up to 30%. It can't up to 30%. So because there's so much more to do. Yeah. However, the gains are substantially more as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The higher the gain, the, the more hands in the pocket. That's what I, what I say. Right. Uh, but even with the long-term, you know, hospitality, I think is really important. I know in my situation, um, they're all long-term. One's just resigned a two-year lease. Right. And hospitality is still a big thing and making sure that they're taken care of. Well, sure. Because sure. most of these are long-term rental. And as long as they're happy, they don't want to move. That's and right. so, you know, and, and I appreciate you saying it's a business because I hear people all the time calling real estate investing a side hustle and it's not, <laughs> it's a business. It's a legit it's a business. business. It certainly is. And, you know, I learned, I, and I will say that my biggest regret is not learning about this a long time ago um, when I was younger. And so that's one of the things that I also like my first time home buyers. I work with, I, I try to educate them as well on, on a long-term plan, because had I started long-term rental or short-term rental much earlier, I'd probably be retired by now. Um, but one of the um, big draws on, you know, doing investment this way is, you know, people are always going to need a house to stay in. And when times are bad, sometimes, you know, when there's been high foreclosure, then they rent. Um, in if you're choosing a house in, a, in an area and a, a realtor, experienced realtors helped you buy one in a, in a great area, it appreciates, um, you know, where the stock market, you can lose it all. You know, it's, it's real estate always has a value and, um, and that's what we've learned. And, you know, the biggest, biggest earners in the country have, has been through real estate. So um, if you, if you, treat it like a business and you do your homework and you do your research. Um, it, it's an excellent source of income and um, a great retirement plan as well. Yeah. I always I share with my coaching clients. There's three things that are always consistent is liquor stores, um, you know, the funeral mm -hmm. business and, mm -hmm. and real estate. Yep. And, you know, sometimes it's a longer game play game. And sometimes, you know, it's a short-term game where you do have a, a, a short-term rental in a great area that's that's cash flowing very well 
And right. again, I think it comes down to just making the right choice and aligning yourself with the right team, which yep. includes your real estate agent, uh, property manager, potentially a crew mm -hmm. that can do your remodels and repairs. Right. So Bobby, any last thoughts you would like to share with somebody? Maybe somebody's listening to this today and they're, they're maybe motivated now to explore this further and maybe consider the opportunity of investing in real estate. Well, I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. Um, when, when you've got a, a, when you've made a good choice on a, on a property, um, my, just for example, uh, we'll talk about my property. Now in a suburban area, you're going to have a lower price than if you were going to buy say a beach house, you know, so it, but it's all relative. You're going to pay more, but you're also going to have more for rent. Right. So it, it, it still works out about the same. Um, so you can buy cheaper in a suburban area, but your rent's not your, your daily fee is not, not as much, but with, so for my house in particular, um, the most I could rent that house would be 17 to 1800 a month. That would be the highest I could get. That's what the, what the neighborhood is showing um, with short-term rental, because when you're looking at a per day stay, um, prices are just higher, you know, for convenience. And so, you know, what, what this particular unit is averaging is about 3,100 per month. Um, and so the after expenses net net it's it pushes right at 2000 in cash flow per month so that's pretty good compared to if it were long term it would be about a net of 700 yeah it's a big it's a big difference right so if you consider having more than one um you know that is that can easily add up to a lot of what a lot of people earn per year. And so imagine that going forward, say during retirement, say 20 years from now, as prices increase, you know, because in real estate just naturally appreciates, um, to having just this passive income during retirement. It is, um, it's just a really good, a really good plan. Yeah, in the greater Houston, Texas area, you know, it's been pretty crazy the last couple of years, like 16%, 14% the year before that, I believe. Yeah. Um, but on average, 3% oh, a year. So not not only are you bringing in income through the short-term rental at a higher right. rate, that property is also appreciating. And so they're paying down the, the note a lot quicker. And right. you're also appreciating as well. So That's right. And so as you, as you, um, you know, as your cash flow grows, you know, ideally you're buying your next one, you know, and so you just keep going and, you know, I don't currently have a property manager. I'm able to uh, manage mine myself. However, um, I know as I get more and more, I will eventually have to go to that, but the one of the nice things with short-term rental, um, for example, is um, you've got, you know, everything's provided in the house. So there is an additional expense to short-term rental. You do have to have a furnished place. Um, however, again, the, the, the income absolutely 
supports it. The other thing is with long-term, you have to get more of a deal on the property um, for the long-term rental to make as much sense as short-term. You, you don't necessarily have to get a deal for short-term to work with the numbers because again, the income's just so much higher. And so when a market is as strong as it is right now, where you're in a seller's market, um, properties will tend to be more uh, geared towards short-term rental than long-term. And then later when, um, you know, if things relax, rent goes up, then you can always revert back. Yeah. I think that's the great thing about it is you have, have some options there. You always not, have, right. You're not locked in. Well, Bobby, I think I, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I, I do get lots of questions around this and I think it's great to have somebody that's actually doing this and at a very high level and helping others make decisions about making investments. If somebody had more questions about this and, you know, thinking about short-term, maybe long-term, uh, where they should be located, or maybe they're just thinking about buying, selling, or investing in real estate in the King Mudumble, Atascacita, greater Houston area, how can they, how can they connect with you? Well, they can, they can certainly call or text me at, on my phone number at 713-418-0641 or shoot me an email uh, at bcallahan at kw.com. Awesome. Well, Bobby, thank you again. And uh, this is great information. I know somebody is going to help today. Maybe they've been sitting on the fence and they're, they heard this today and they're like, I can do it too. If Bobby mm -hmm. can do it, if I can do it, there's millions of others that have done it before us. You can do it too. So thank you, Bobby, again, for bringing this information. You're welcome. One, one thing I would also mention that many people don't know, if they're going to be doing this in an area where that is not this area that I don't specialize in, one thing we have um, at our office is a, a really big network all over the world. And we are able to see um, other realtors that provide service like we do, and we can connect them um, to, uh, to other realtors that are like us. So that could be something that could be helpful instead of them just trying to figure out who to talk to. Yeah, that's great. And Bobby's got a huge national network, actually a worldwide <laughs> network that she can help connect you with the right person. And again, I think it really comes down to doing business with the right people. And I think that's, if you're listening to this in the audience and you're thinking about making this decision, that's exactly what you want. You want the expert that's helping you in mm -hmm. making you know, these decisions, which are really important to you and probably your family as well. Uh, so thank you again, Bobby. And until next time, onward and upward. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.